With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello. Welcome in to another episode of Farm to Fame. I am Kelsey Wingert. That is Pete Tamoylan. And that is our captain, OAC captain, Maddie Mass. Um, we're all at home, kind of. I mean, Maddie's at work, but like Pete and I are both in our houses. That's nice. It's kind of rare these days, but yeah, very nice. Got a new setup. Don't know if you noticed, but I do. And I feel pretty good about all it. Right, so. Break it down for us. You really, you really can't sit still with that, can you? I got everything. What do you, mean? you really, you make a lot of changes back there. You always make it better. Yeah. Well, just evolving. Yeah, but I mean, like, I never finished my office in general, right? Like on you, especially, yeah, but like you keep redoing it. And like, I've been, well, it's just because my camera's so high, but you can't see the whole wall. You know what you can do? You can change the camera angle. That probably doesn't work, though. I can just move my whole computer. That's new. I've got a lot of screens in front of me, so I'm kind of wigging out a little bit. I've got a big one over here that has all the the email rundown, so that's kind of professional. My bad. I've got a little monitor here that's for my PlayStation that I haven't turned on in two years, so I actually just turned it on for Maddie the other day just to say that it still works. So that's did cool. you all play a game? No, I just turned it on and made sure that it all worked. I also watched a video yesterday that went through the the uh, all the way back to PlayStation 1 up to PlayStation 5 and showed the differences. That was very interesting. A little off track, but very interesting for me. I have my phone in front of me. I have my TV here. I have my PlayStation here. I have my other monitor here. I got my light here. I got all my stuff behind me, which you can see. Nothing's really moved. Move the bobbleheads up. I did move this storage device that was in front of my window. I'm breaking it right down. And that's behind me right now. Ikea, 99 bucks. Uh, had it for a while. Might be a little bit more expensive now, inflation, but... Um, 99 bucks when I bought it at the time wow. and it, it sits beautifully okay. that's a hat signed by Arnold Palmer oh yeah Arnold Palmer asked me if I was wearing Spanx one day were you? I was wearing sliding shorts but he thought that was Spanx and he said it to my face <laughs> what did we were you playing say? I said no Mr. Palmer these are called sliding shorts I'm a professional baseball player and he goes I know who you are Peter Oh, we've been playing, we'd, he we'd knew been playing a, a few cards. Yeah, 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 he knew who it was. No big deal. Oh, I love that for you. Well, we uh, spent a lot of time in Orlando. So Bay Hill was right around the corner. So it was like, you know. So. Became part of the furniture. Uh, Maddie, how are you? I'm good. No complaints. Just had to give, I just had to give Jolly and, and Jerry a bit of a, just a quick talking to. They were very confident. Couple of very confident men at the moment, which is it's a little frustrating. I'm honest with you because I don't know how someone who watches that brand of baseball every day can be confident about their baseball team. Yeah, so I hop on to the Zoom call, and um, Peter and Jerry Blevins and Jolly Olive are. It's just the three of them on the Zoom call, 
and they're just screaming at each other. It was and a, like you can't even you can't even make out what any of them are saying because they're all talking at the exact same time, screaming at each other. Um, it's so going to be such a fun six weeks. I, I just honestly, oh, I still don't know, like truly what that was. I, I think they're project. I think they're projecting. I think they're really honestly they they have this facade of confidence. But everybody in the league is afraid of the Braves right now and the yeah. way they're playing baseball because they're, they're, the same thing happened last year. They hit their strides. They got confident. It didn't matter what team came in. We just seemed to be able to beat them. So I think that I, deep down, it's going to be an unbelievable fight between now and the end of the season. I don't know who's going to finish where. And I think that it's going to be a really exciting last part of the season. And, and I... I, I do think that they are obviously a good baseball team. I've never once said that they're not a base, good baseball team. Okay. I just don't think the way that they are winning games is sustainable. It's the same thing when I said with the Yankees a month ago. I said the way the Yankees are playing baseball, it's not sustainable. But the Mets have sustained this level of, I guess, tenacity or whatever you want to call it. And it's, it's, it's great. It's good for baseball. But you don't think they're making the postseason? I know they're making the postseason. That okay. was just a bit of a throwaway. I was line. like, when you were saying that, I was like, Pete, you're like being no, no, very no, no. unreasonable right, right now. Well, that's I do err on the side of unreasonable in arguments just to get a rise from people. Are you but saying that the Mets are playing sloppy baseball? No, I'm saying they're taking the way that they're winning right now as, oh, look at us go. But I wouldn't be confident with the way that they just went through Philadelphia. Like it, they got pretty, they, they, they snuck away with a couple of wins and I, it's not like we haven't done that either but it's just not consistent like it just seems to be with the with the new york metropolitans but hey they're they've also got a four game lead or a four and a half game lead in the division so we're chasing them honestly we're just trying to gain some ground in the wild card race right now so <laughs> i love my rockies but we're 15 games back. We'll cut that out. Sorry. We'll cut that out. No one needs to know that. Yeah. Hey, at least Albert Pujols is hitting. Hey, man. Yes. Okay. Let me tell you all about my week. We played St. Louis and then Arizona and then St. Louis and then Arizona. Wow. So we saw St. Louis a lot. Saw Albert Pujols a lot. Uh, I got to see a home run at Coors, which was like cool, you know, just witnessing one of the final ones. And then I got to see the grand slam from him in St. Louis. And for whatever reason we were, it was like the a terrible game for us. Um, like we lost Charlie Blackman to injury. We lost our starting pitcher to a torn ACL for the rest of the year. Um, and for whatever reason, when pull holes came to pinch it, I was like, I think he's going to hit a home run here. I did not realize the bases were loaded. I thought there were two on. So Grand Slam isn't even going through my mind. I stand up out of my chair and go to record this from the really cool angle, which is like off the dirt because I'm in the camera well. So it's like off the dirt looking up at him in home plate and I record the home run and then I realize it's a Grand Slam and I got like the coolest angle of the home run. But Add music to it and like do like Chariots of Fire. Yeah. Um, I sent it to I sent it to Kyle. Um, is Albert Pujols going to do it? Well, he's eight, away. he's eight away from 700. He's hit like five in the last week or something. 
I don't know what he's. I don't know what he's eating, but I, I mean, I, I sure. <laughs> How can he say no? How is he doing it? He's fifty years old. Yeah, and he's had the best OPS since his first year in Anaheim this year. Since his first year in Anaheim, that's 2011, 12, 11. Let me just get on my second, fourth screen and see if I can find it. Over Albert's last 28 games, which is a pretty good sample size. That's, that's about a month. a month. He's batting, he's slashing 408, 459, 829 with a 1288 OPS in his last 28 games. He has a 146 OPS plus right now. He hasn't had a 146 Jeez. OPS plus since 2011 in St. Louis, his last year in St. Louis. He has a one, he had a 138 his first year in Anaheim. But before that, he was the greatest hitter in the world yeah. without question. But what he's doing now is on the same kind of pace and it's 10 years later. It's ungodly. It's almost Peter Moylan, like you would say. Yeah. Quickly, this is part one of our opener that I'm just adding. Um, I want both of you to net story. I want both of you to explain to me in 30 seconds how you feel about your current team, mm. your team at the current moment. Great. It's been a big week for the Yankees. Let's just get it all out there. Aaron Boone, yeah. Aaron Boone made a bottle levitate and had a couple of yelly words. Never seen that before. Awesome. Smashed the table in front of reporters. Try to fire up the team a little bit. Garrett Cole came sprinting out to take on our guy, Alec Manoa. Yeah. And then the both of them kind of had cooler heads and was like, well, I'm just kind of on one today. That was the greatest thing I've ever seen. And now the, the Yankees are still in first place. This is the frustrating part about the Yankees is that they're still in first place and everybody has just like, oh, well, they're dead. They had such a good lead. Jimmy talks about it all the time. This is the August days of the Yankees baseball where they just fall off a cliff. And I don't understand it. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I don't know. If you want me to give 30 seconds, uh, I guess I've just been a little bit in awe as of recent. Uh, I don't understand. Um, to have eight guys slump all at the same time is pretty wild. Yeah. I think teams have decided not to pitch to judge. And in his effort of trying to get the team back on pace, now he's swinging at stuff he wasn't otherwise swinging at. So his numbers are down. Um, and then that's but that's also across the board everybody's numbers are not good um the pitchers have done their fair share and the the offense has been absent for for a long time um my my concern at this point is i just don't know what changes other than guys breaking out of slumps and yeah, there's no august there's no august who trade is, deadline there's who no... is all slumping right now i mean obviously just the entire team like there's no every who's... single starter there are zero players that august has not been their worst month you know hopefully guys break out of the slumps last year should have shown me everything that i need to know but the the unbelievable story of being able to build momentum at this time of year and carry it through the playoffs is so freaking real that if you can hit your strides right now, it is any team, this could be Philadelphia all the way to whoever's Colorado. Let's <laughs> think they make a run, right? Woo! If you get hot right now and you can carry that momentum through the playoffs, you can win the world series from this point. No question at all. doesn't matter what you've done to the leader. Braves rant real quick.
Yeah. 30 seconds. I just figured out out my camera, I think. So y'all go. I'm going to be messing with this. I think we've found some form and I think the young guys have come up and just given new life to a team that was just kind of doing pretty good. And it's pretty exciting, I'll be honest with you, because we have a lot of people tied up for a long time that are very young. And I think this team's going to be good for a very long time. So how, what were people saying about Michael Harris's contract? Were they saying that um, it was a team-friendly deal? Do they think that like either person won? I am going to just se? say this. I don't give a shit what people say about a contract like that. If he felt like he wanted to sign it, he should have signed it. And if the team felt like they wanted to give it to him, then they should have given it to him. And I think people's opinions should be kept to themselves because we don't know what's going to happen between now and nine years from now. He could shit the bed and be nothing yeah. or he could be Barry Bonds. But to make predictions now is unfair on both the team and the kids. So I'm just going to go, I'm happy for both of them and I hope it really works out. Yeah. Because it's $72 million and I can't say no to that. It doesn't matter who... <laughs> What Anthopolis has done in the last two years is just berserk. If it if it pays if it obviously works out, yeah, but I'm even talking about like too. the guys that he signs. Yeah, yeah. Like, isn't Robbie Grossman playing decent for you guys? Yeah, he's playing like really he wasn't good. having a decent year. The three outfielders he got at the trade deadline last year, like the random relievers that he picks up, and like, dude just has some like secret juju where he can like. Sense you know it. what it is? What? He relies on other people's opinions rather than just taking it all on himself and saying, I am the be all and end all. That's the difference. And I, I've seen it. He calls people and asks and for their opinions. Does? Yes. <laughs> because he relies on other people and he respects other people's opinions and he knows that he doesn't know everything and he likes to get as much information before he makes a decision as he can. Okay, now let's actually get into the scheduled opener. <laughs> um, which there are three, we talk about rules all the time that are like being experimented in whatever leagues. Um, there's three experimental rules that are being tested out right now in the minor leagues. And that is brought to you by our friends at DraftKings because like two weeks away, college football is back. LSU is back, baby. We're all Tiger fans around here. It's time to enjoy the tradition, the fun, and the great offers from DraftKings Sportsbook to celebrate the best time of the year. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any team and get $200 in free bets instantly, win or lose. And if that's not enough action, you can also place the same game parlay for an even bigger payout. Just combine multiple bets into one. Like, which team do you think is going to win? Which team will score first and more? DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code JOMBOY. Bet just $5 on college football and get $200 in free bets instantly. That's promo code JOMBOY. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 and up in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for team terms, not teams. And resources. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Tennessee, call or text the Tennessee red line at one 800 889 
9789 in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-1 for new customer minimum $5 deposit and wager $200 issued as eight $25 free bets. So Pete, yeah. three rule experience experiments were tested out in minor league baseball for the first time in Saturday's AAA game between the Charlotte Knights and the Syracuse Mets. Automated ball strike system, pitch timer, bigger bases. I thought all three of these things were already being tested out at the minor league level. If it's not the first time of AAA, it's the first time it was broadcast on MLB Network. What I don't understand is that, like, I get it that they're trying to educate fans and all the rest of it, but there's primetime games on at that time, and you're competing against your product to show rule changes that you haven't implemented yet. And you're going up against games that are currently... I just don't see the appeal of trying to fight against your own product by having another product on at the same time. That's contrary. Like, you know what I mean? Does that, does what I, what I'm saying makes any sense at all? A little bit. Like, why would you draw fans attention away from a game that's currently be do this in the off season yeah. or do this at the all-star break or do this when there's not actual other games going on. I just don't understand it. Um, they tested out automatic balls and strikes, basically a robot ump. Uh, and then with that robo um, there was also the the new challenge system where a team can just challenge and it will go to what is the Hawkeye review. I don't understand why you need both. Why can't you just have like the challenge system or the robot umpire? Because if it's the robot umpire, shouldn't they be right all the time? That's what the robots yeah. do. They get things right all the time. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's, this is like, I guess their version of like a soft launch. Yeah. Like, did they... Did they want to dive all in on robot umps? Would that have caused people to get into a stir? Is this like, yes, we have the robot ump ready, but it's when teams feel like using it. I hate it. Mm. I hate the fact that I love the, the ability to challenge. I think that would be the smartest thing to do it because, but you should be limited. I think it's the same as the normal challenge, like, but it'd be quicker with Hawkeye. You can literally just go, hey, man, I thought that was pretty close. And it should come from the picture or the manager. I think managers should get a challenge as well. And I think that's if we get it right, great. If you don't want to risk your challenge, then that's also can be part of it. Like, ah, I don't think it's situation doesn't call for me to challenge right now. If I've got bases loaded, one out, and I need to get this guy out, I'm going to challenge. If, I'm, if I've got a leadoff guy and six-run game, I'm not going to challenge. So that's the other thing that comes into it as well. Do, do you, when do you time your challenges? I just think the 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 underlying factor is that we need to get as many calls right as yeah. we possibly can because in the future when gambling becomes as normal as sitting down and watching it with your phone then there's going to be people that are going to be winning and losing hundreds of thousands of dollars based on someone's bad call so that's why they're trying to get everything right so i mean the the technology was utilized throughout the charlotte and syracuse game i think that there was the five challenges overall one was overturned and that one that was overturned the challenge came from the pitcher tanner banks uh ump called the initial pitch a ball man that must feel so good that must have felt so good oh sir suck it on top of that it's not even like it goes to just review somewhere else it shows it on the video board apparently as well yeah that's what um, oh, so that's dang. very similar to the cricket thing where you go to the third umpire you go cricket you go third umpire and then you got to send it up to the scoreboard and the whole crowd turns and looks at the scoreboard 
and they're waiting for in little anticipation on the decision because this is this isn't ball of strike. This is whether the guy's out and continues to bat or not. So that creates drama in itself too, which is kind of cool. But right. the, just as long as so, as long as they get the calls right, I think that's we're, we're moving in the right direction. I don't think that we need it all. Definitely needs to speed up the in between the pitches. I'm all here for that. But as far as the robo umps, I'm just not sold on them yet. Yeah, so the Charlotte Knights have been using this system since July, it looks like, uh, during home games. This is, like we said, kind of the first time it was put on display for a wider audience. But uh, the Knights manager, when asked, was he has liked it for the most part. Or what he's liked most is that the players understand that they have to understand the umpire's strike zone. You see a lot of players get selfish with the challenges, but we've spoken as a team and our players are pretty aware to when to use them and when not to use them. I guess my next question, is it a consistent strike zone based on the player's size or is it a strike zone based on the umpire deciding this is where I want to call balls and strikes? Because it says the umpire's strike zone. So Mm -hmm. if it's universal, like, hey, your kneecap, right in the middle of your kneecap is where your strike zone begins and right at the top of your hips is where your like the top of the strike zone will be, unless that's higher now because they've seemed to have made that. That's that's the only question that I would have too. Like Aaron Judge and Jose Altuve are not going to have the same mm-hmm. size strike zone, obviously. So how do you then go player to player? Well, this is now the strike zone. Yeah, I agree. Questions. I think that there's definitely tinkering that has to be done. Yeah. Potentially a yeah. cap on the number of times uh challenge can be used. Um And I mean, that's the way it is across other sports as well. Uh, NFL, you can't just challenge every play. Uh, If you get the challenge wrong, you lose it. Um, Oh, there the ruling is listed out here. So each club starts the game with three challenges. A challenge, a correct challenge is retained and incorrect challenge is lost. Challenges may only be made by the batter, the catcher, or the pitcher, no help from the dugout. And they must be made immediately after the ump's call. Why? So, why? Like, can the dugout know? Oh, that's wrong. Like, we're watching it. It's wrong. Well, challenge. If, it. if they do know, then they should be able to challenge. Okay. If it's a strike and it's not called, you should be able to say, hey, man, that was a strike. You didn't call it. That's going to cost me. That's the whole point of the system, man. You know what I mean? Like if if you're restricting who can have access to make the call right, then you're just making the call wrong. That means there's going to be examples, even with this new system, where they get it wrong and people are going to be pissed. If, if you're just yeah. limiting. But I also understand that you can't just have the whole field throwing challenge flags every time they think it's a strike. So I I, I just tweaking. Let's just leave the, it at that. Need some yeah, tweaking. we got to tweak. This doesn't yeah. eliminate yeah. incorrect calls completely. No. It's... It's for the egregious ones. It's the egregious calls in the big moments that will get overturned. And I think that's a good first step. We can tweak further into the future. I'll accept that. Let's get into our top prospects of the week, brought to you by the Hudson Valley Renegades, the high A affiliate of the New York Yankees. The stadium is in Wappingers Falls. For tickets, you can call 845-838-0094 or visit hbrenegades.com. 
Um, this is the buy one, get one lower box ticket the rest of the season with promo code John Boy. That's where you can watch some of their most recent draft picks over there in high A. Um, they have back-to-back homestands the last two weeks in August. So come close out the summer at the Dutch with your future Yankees of tomorrow. You can stay up to date with all the top Yankees prospects through social media at HV Renegades. Um, they have merch and we, the discount code also gets you 20% off from the store, which is pretty cool. Two, two separate things. So make sure to visit hvrenegades.com. Buy one, get one lower box ticket the rest of the season with code John Boy and use code John Boy for 20% off your purchase at the Renegades team store. Uh, okay. So top prospects of the week. Let's go. Gavin, Gavin Croft. This one? Yeah, because Have I you read down the list. Yeah, because I want to do five. <laughs> okay. okay, okay. Because I love him. Um, so that's the Royals outfield prospect. He's number 75 out of top 100 out of Virginia Tech. Started his pro career with the Columbia Fireflies on August 4th. And last week at the plate, he went 10 for 24, four home runs, two doubles, and a triple. Good grief. Um, slashed 417, dot. 083 slashed that with a 1.583 OPS. It's reasonable. A little bit. Reasonable. Two stolen bases, too. Um, he's currently on a six-game hit streak, and on the 17th, he went three for five with two home runs and four RBI. So dude's just like cruising. Speaking of cruising, cru- mm-hmm. what? Speaking of what? Mm-hmm. Speaking of cruising. The Rays outfit prospect, Shane Sasaki, heard of him before, currently in single A with the Charleston River Dogs. Played a charity softball tournament there, by the way. BJ Ooh. was still running around as if he could still play. I was mm-hmm. not. Uh, he's definitely finding his groove at the plate. In April, he hit 284. In May, he hit 310. June, 286. July, 333. And so far in August, he's hitting 340. So if you look at that, you may say, he's trending in the right direction. Yeah. And in, in these last four games, he's nine for 16 with seven extra base hits, two home runs, three walks, two punch outs, and four stolen bases. Dang. Yeah, that's right. Shane Sasaki. Remember that name. Eddie Diaz, not that one. Uh, 22 years Twenty-two years old. He is a left field prospect with, hey, with the Rockies organization, currently on high Spokane. That's Wow. Okay. Um, per fan graphs, he's built like one. Okay, maybe I should have had you read this one. I don't know Super Mario. Warrior? That sentence? Where is it? He's built like what? Per fan graphs, Diaz is built like one of Bob. Bob. Bob bombs. <laughs> okay. You know the bombs that explode? No. <laughs> Anyway, last week at the plate, nine for 15 with five doubles. That's sitting 600. Um, He's on a four-game hit streak and has two four-hit games just in last week alone. Nice. Andrew Painter, Mm -hmm. top Phillies prospect, number 25 overall. He is a pitcher. His his double-A debut, starting on the mound for Reading Fighting Phils on 8-20, went six innings, three hits, no runs, no walks, eight punch-outs, one hit by pitch. They say that his stuff was untouchable. His fastball in the upper light, 90s, nasty slider and curveball that he can throw for strikes, which is obviously what everybody wants. He turned 19 in April. And in 21 starts at single-A Clearwater and high-A Jersey Shore and double-A Reading, he has a 1.11 ERA with 130 strikeouts in 81 and a third innings. Wow, and like his whole season. And his whole name, everything about him. Let's just sign him up. 
trade him from the Phillies and get him to the big leagues. Okay, this guy. This guy is one of my favorite um, players in baseball right now. His name's Alan Trejo, and I like him. He's up and down for the Rockies right now. Triple A, big leagues, triple A, big leagues. Every single time he comes up, his head is down. He knows his place. He works hard and he all like contributes to a win every single night, whether it's like a multi-hit effort or his defense or how versatile he is. And I just feel bad that he keeps getting sent down. So he made his major league debut this April. He was optioned back to Albuquerque in June, but last week for the isotopes, this dude went off. We were talking about him on the broadcast 11 for 26. Um, that's good for hitting 423 with a 1.5 OPS. He had five home runs in six games, a double and nine RBI. Um, August 20th versus the Rainiers, Tacoma. Um, he went four for five with two home runs, a double and five RBI in one game. <laughs> also riding a four-game hit streak. But just like a hard worker, good dude. That's it. Awesome. Brandon Fat. That's right. P F A A D T Fat, y'all. Uh, he is a dive. <laughs> I can't continue that. I'm sorry. That's terrible. He's a Diamondbacks prospect, right handed pitcher, currently with AAA Reno, one city I never got to go to. How about mm, that? Really? That in Salt Lake. Reno and Salt Lake. Oh, that would be fun. Yeah. Salt Lake. That's when I was in the PCL. I was actually with the isotopes, the Albert Swerky isotopes. What a beautiful city. D-backs, Brandon Fat, currently in AAA. Through four starts in August, he was 3-0 with a 1.73 ERA, 26 innings pitched, 26 punch outs, seven walks. Wow. In an 8-20 wow. start against the Salt Lake Bees, he threw seven shutout innings, only one hit and four punch outs. And on 8-14 against the Isotopes, mm -hmm. he went six innings, one earned run, one hit, 10 punch outs. So in Back-to-back -back starts, he's only given up one hit, which is pretty, pretty impressive, especially in the PCL, which is very much known as a hitter-friendly league. That so I, I learned that the other day. And like, I, I guess I should have been able to put that together, but um, I was talking to some people in our clubhouse about we're, we're going through a lot of pitching injuries right now. And when you go look at the AAA box score every single night, every single guy who comes in the game has like, at least a five year yes. array. So without, without me, like realizing that not the ERAs sucks. are elevated there, I was like, man, I mean, what literally what depth do the Rockies even have to call anybody up at this point? And then somebody was like, no league leaders are like no. three, five. Okay. Yeah. No, so, better oh, than that. But... So is five, is five just like decent in the PCL? It's, it's hard. It's really, it's, I I don't think you can put a number on what is good and what bad. It all depends on where you play. There are some cities you play that aren't as bad as others. But if you like our home games were in Albuquerque and the ball literally flies. Okay. Guys just one. It's almost like they've put all the steroid users and all the juice balls into one league and just said, it's a free for all. That's what it feels like in that um, league. Wow. Look at my numbers. And look league. at this guy, a 173 ERA in August. Right. Good for you. Exactly. Emmett Sheehan, 22-year-old right-handed pitcher prospect in the Dodgers system, currently with high A Great Lakes. That'd be a fun city to have your minor league team in. Great Lakes. Talk about those off days. Paddle boarding, fishing. 
kayaking. You know you can do that in other places besides where there's the Great Lakes. Yeah, but this is probably pretty. Um, on the 20th versus Lansing, <laughs> your face, he went five innings, two hits, one run, 11 strikeouts, no walks. Um, he's been dominant all season. So if we go back to the middle of June, June 15th, 50 and two thirds innings pitched a 107 ERA, 80 strikeouts to 17 walks. Emmett Sheehan. Well done. Weekly news flash. Are you ready for that? Oh, I know. Weekly news flash. I almost think we should talk about this stuff at the top of the show because these are um, good topics. But brought to you by the Scranton Wilkes-Barre Rail Riders. They are the Yankees AAA affiliate team. We've told you this in the past. They're only about two hours away from Yankee Stadium. Take the trip to check out the Baby Bombers in action at PNC Field. They've got lots of great stuff happening at the park, like an awesome fireworks show every Friday. Great drink deals on Tuesday and Thursday, Wagon Wednesday, where you can bring your dog to a game and much more. It's a great experience for all ages. Um, their social media handles are SWB Rail Riders, and you can go see the Yankees' hottest prospects make their way up to the big leagues because their entire team is apparently slumping right now. So maybe you actually will see some of these guys up making their way to make the them big way leagues. And get your tickets today by going to swbrailriders.com and use code JOMBOY for 25% off the team store at railriders.milbstore.com. So you can take a train two hours away from Yankee Stadium. You can go scout the guys who are hitting really well in AAA right now. And then when they get called up in a couple of days, I wonder if Stanton is rehabbing there. Can people go see Stanton rehab with them right now? Um, no, he is not in triple A yet. He's in double A. Oh, okay. Like literally just go because you can see Stanton and you can probably like get an autograph easier there because it's not as big of a ballpark. He, uh, he spent 30 minutes two nights ago after the game, uh, autographing for, for fans, which was nice. If you're trying to meet someone go to a rehab game of theirs by the way I've, i spent money on these sunglasses about 10 years ago do you think they look anywhere close to, they're so wide they look like bride pit what <laughs> that's what those glasses make me think of oh well i guess i'm gonna put them in my car then thanks girls um <laughs> uh, this week's headlines brett Beatty made his debut with the mets hit the home run did yep. the i love you to the mom in the stands really cool moment Brett Beatty. Cool. How has yeah. he done? How has he done since? So, oh, oh, man. Brett Beatty was born in 1999. Drafted in 2019, 12th overall pick. But, um, yeah, he only has three hits and 22 at-bats. He's hitting 136. Not everybody um, can be Michael Harris. No. Not or everybody Vaughn Grissom. Michael Harris. Or so the, uh how about the Sugarland Skeeters? My hometown. They're actually the Space Cowboys now. Sugarland Space Cowboys scored 17 runs in one inning. That's tough. Yeah. Astros triple A. That's tough. Um DSL club DSL clubs combined for two no hitters in the same game. Yeah, that was wild. I did not 
two Dominican Summer League no-hitters in one game. Cubs and Pirates affiliates combine on similar feats in the complex circuit. Cubs Red defeated the Pittsburgh Black affiliates uh, 2-0 in a seven-inning contest that featured zero hits for either side. Wow. Dang. That would have been a good one to go watch. You just talking about international baseball. We've been talking a lot about the World Baseball Classic on our broadcast. Dude, Team USA, disgusting. Uh, what? Look at the original Team USA and tell me it's anywhere close. You to have that. Goldie, you have Story, you have Arenado. Yeah, but there's have, also. Is Trout going to be good? Did he? I know he came back this week. Is he like I, okay? I don't think he's done. That's for sure. Harper but is Harper. When does Harper he comes get back. back? He starts rehab. He took this VP. Week. Yeah. Um, Pete Alonzo, who's having a really good season, I think still, or has he been? Um, man. Cedric Mullins. Yeah. Yeah. Cedric Mullins is the latest guy. Um, is there anybody else I'm missing? Wait till you see the Dominican and the Venezuelan teams. When is the Venezuelan the- team going to start filling up? I'm excited to see that one fill up. I don't up. know that Wonderful. they're going to announce it like the theater that the USA team is going to do. They'll just come out with a team okay. like everyone else does. Like, hey, this is our team. You don't have to announce it week by week to try and drum up attention. People are going to be excited to see him. Um, tell me about Spencer Strider because that's on this week's headlines. Oof, he's just a, he's just on another level. He's um, he. My question was always whether he was going to be able to get through teams multiple times with the three pitches that he has, and he's proving me and everybody wrong. Uh, and he goes, keeps going out there and just punches out the world. It's like, it's, if you haven't seen Spencer Strider, go watch his first time through a lineup. It's just, it's something to watch. It's like, I'm not going to say it's like DeGrom because DeGrom's in a, in a category all of his own. All I'm saying is that the swings that he gets first time through, it, you just don't see them from big league baseball players. I'm excited to see. Well, I don't, I'm, who you have Charlie Morton, you have Spencer Strider, Max Reed, Kyle Wright, and Ion. Ion's in AAA. Who's your no, who's your fifth guy? Jake Odorizzi. Yeah. Okay. Um. Time for Aussie lingo, Pete. Oh. Ready. Yep. I can't see the book. Stop. an acre <laughs> you guys have acre here too right went all the way to a okay next one aerial ping pong beer pong i don't like that i'm taking my time because i want to actually get it aerial ping pong is like a fight verbal argument similar I'll okay. give you a half point. Yay, Maddie! The name given to an Australian rules football by supporters of the nation's imported football codes, rugby and soccer. Aussie rules. I think that we did this. Is no. distinguished by its players' high-flying pursuit of the ball. Rugby is in turn referred to by Australian rules fans as cross-country wrestling. So it's shit-talking on the other sports. Does that make sense? No. So rugby and soccer players call Australian rules football aerial ping pong because all we do is jump up and try and catch the ball. We call rugby 
cross-country wrestling because basically all you do is running across and just trying to wrestle each other. So there's no skill involved. It's just, so yeah, a little insight into Australian tomfoolery. Got it. Hey guys, thanks so much for watching and listening. We love you guys. And I'm Brad Pitt. Uh, Wynton and Bernard, our friend, had a great week, if you're wondering. Uh, he's like absolutely insane on the base paths. His swing's starting to get better. He got his first extra base hit. Um, nice. He's really showing off his speed. Had some really good catches the other day. So Wynton is still up and still doing well and still smiling nonstop. So that's my Wynton Bernard update. Nice. Thank you guys so much for watching and for listening. We love you. Farm on, farm often, and we will see you next Wednesday.